and welcome to episode 14 of the Cloth Nappy Geek podcast. This episode is a little bit different. I'm joined by Rebecca, who runs her own podcast, The Intentional Mum. We have done a joint collaboration and split the content into two. So on this episode, you can hear me talk to Rebecca all about her experiences with her cloth nappy journey and how that fits into her intentional and minimalist lifestyle. And then if you head over to her podcast channel, Rebecca asked me some questions about my own cloth nappy experiences. Hi Rebecca, thanks for joining me today. Hiya, hi, it's good to be here. Thank you. Um, Should we start by talking about your own journey with cloth nappies? Like how did you get into cloth? What was your motivation behind choosing them? And how long have you been using them for? Okay, um, so I've been using them. So my daughter is just coming up to, or just turning 15 months. We're just looking at the date. Um, Yeah, so she'll just be 15 months in a couple of days time. And um, so we started from birth although we didn't cloth full-time from birth. Um, so we sort of, the first couple of weeks, we had some packs of newborn disposable nappies that we used with cloth. And it was kind of that mad, you know, just whatever's to hand yeah. um, in those newborn days. <laughs> and then when we ran out of those, we, we didn't buy any more. We just went, right, we're going to go with cloth full-time. Um, but in terms of how I first got into them, so... I think because I obviously I'd known that I wanted to use cloth um, before she was born and we, we did have some nappies kind of ready and I think it was because so before I was probably even before I was pregnant the thing that really I suppose I wasn't looking forward to with parenting was changing nappies because I think a lot of people probably feel this that like I'd only ever really seen disposable nappies all my friends had only used disposable nappies and they kind of grossed me out a bit like I just didn't like them and quite a few of my friends for for various reasons and totally no judgment on this had had potty trained quite late and I think me and my husband we'd sort of had these conversations sort of before well sort of when we first found out that um, I was pregnant that we didn't want to be potty training late we found that it just wasn't something that that worked for us and about the time I got pregnant I saw someone I followed on Instagram had just had a baby and she was using cloth nappies and that was like the first time I really saw cloth nappies and I sort of went down the rabbit hole and started looking at them and thought you know this makes sense it means I don't have to use disposables which i didn't really like the idea of and yeah I thought obviously I was completely taken in by all the patterns because they're beautiful and the thing that I read was that children in cloth nappies tend to potty train earlier and so for me I think that was a big selling point that I was like you know let's let's give this a go let's see if we can make sure that um, we're sort of you know out of the nappy stage as quickly as possible and so that's really sort of how I got into it and then I say we we started sort of full-time with cloth when my daughter was probably about six weeks two months old and we've just kept going from there really that's really interesting I've not heard 
anyone say that they're doing it for early potty training reasons that's obviously mentioned quite a lot because mm. they're obviously more aware that they're damp and you can yeah set up a nappy in that way as well to put the natural fiber against them but I've not heard of anyone as that's their motivation behind <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah I'm probably a bit odd in that sense I mean we we do also practice elimination communication so we introduce the potty at six months right um so I know that's sort of a bit unusual um but to, again to us it was just about you know we just wanted to sort of, I suppose get her out of nappies as quickly as possible partly for us but partly for her as well because I think you know it's as soon as she's ready to be able to you know be using a potty it just makes means that she's not having to sit in a, a wet nappy or a dirty nappy either so yeah absolutely why we did that I was going to ask you about elimination communication because that as you were talking I was thinking well, I wonder if you've tried that and how successful you found it because that seems to be something that is ideal for your lifestyle and your choices yeah it's something that so I <laughs> like many things when you're pregnant and you think I'm gonna do this like you know so I read about it a lot when I was pregnant and then obviously when Rosalind arrived I just like no it's <laughs> just no like it's hard enough dealing with a newborn trying to you know, read I mean some people say that you know they can read their baby's signals and I, I think to an extent you can with a newborn you know you know when they're kind of scrunching their face up and you know when they're they're going to um you to to need to be changed but actually being able to catch that is quite difficult because you know it tends to happen when they're feeding and you know if they're wearing like a vest and a baby grow then you've got quite a lot of poppers to kind of get through before you can get them onto a potty and it all happens quite quickly Mm. so I know that there are people who do it from birth and you know complete respect to them they're doing a lot better than 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 I would um but we so we introduced it at six months and it was completely no pressure on her it was literally just when she has a potty uh when she has a nappy change we put her on the potty we started it was say just when she started with solid food really and we found it we we sort of worked out that we knew that she was probably going to like her first nappy of the day would be a dirty nappy so that's we knew that if we put her on the potty first thing in the morning she would probably go on the potty and right. sort of we've gone from there and we're now I say she's coming up to 15 months and she's at the point where she will now tell us that she wants to use the potty so she will um go and she'll either kind of go upstairs because she knows it's in the bathroom or um when she's you know, our child mind has said that she started picking up the potty and giving it to her because she's she knows that she wants to use it and most of the time when we change her you know she still has wet nappies but dirty nappies are much less likely mm. to happen which is good yeah that's really impressive she's done really well bless her <laughs> yeah I mean I think that the the main difference with elimination communication to just traditional potty training is that traditional potty training puts a lot of I suppose pressure on the child to recognize that they need to go to the toilet yeah whereas elimination communication it is very much the the kind of pressure in the 
insofar as there is pressure is on the parent Mm. so it's all about you being able to recognize when your child needs to go rather than your child telling you and then obviously as they get older as they become kind of more aware and their communication develops you then hope that it kind of develops into them being able to tell you and you kind of go through that kind of standard potty training as you would do normally yeah yeah I had a little dabble with it around about six month age as well um and it did go quite well for for dirty nappies anyway I was probably getting like 50% less um but then winter came and like he wears a lot of clothes in the winter and it just all became quite faffy and I was missing them and it just slowly petered out and yeah he's not (laughs) bodily aware at the moment so he and he's two so we aren't going to be potty training anytime soon I don't think no and and you know I think that even though we did it early that was what worked for us but I don't think that you know if if your view is your child's not ready then that's that's totally okay too and I I don't like I think it's with all things with parenting the people who kind of make you feel bad because they're going well my child's potty trained I mean there was an article a few weeks ago that was like my child's potty trained at six months it's like your child is not potty trained at six months (laughs) you're just very good at knowing when you need to put your child on a potty and but you know trying to guilt people into feeling that they're you know not doing things when other people are doing things it's just yeah I just don't (laughs) don't like that at all no me neither they're they're also different aren't they children some will potty train really young and others will be much later and that's fine yeah and you know you you go it's like um you if you you breastfeed you children wean at different times they stop breastfeeding and it's a choice about you know what's what's right for you and what's right for your child and it's yeah yeah, it's not a competition for who can breastfeed the longest it's not a competition for who can potty train fastest on your podcast you talk about um how you try to use your time really wisely and balance um your you know your lifestyle choices Mm. and to carve out some time for yourself which is really important and how do you balance that alongside the additional work that cloth nappies presents in terms of the washing and the drying and the preparing the nappies so I'm gonna be totally honest my husband does a lot of it (laughs) (laughs) that's one answer I I don't actually have to do a lot of it Um, (laughs) you know well I say that you know it's, it's a team effort um it's just, I mean, I, I quite often, so because we're both working from home and like, well, I work from home con- like five days a week. My husband does a couple days from home um, each week. And um, so I'm sort of in the, the spare bedroom and I've got all my office set up. He has to work at the kitchen table. And so quite often I'll come downstairs and he'll just be like working with his like headset on, on a call, folding, <laughs> folding and stuffing <laughs> nappies. So, <laughs> um, so I don't have to do a lot of it. But I, I suppose the, so I talk a lot about living intentionally. And to me, living intentionally is all about getting rid of the stuff that doesn't matter to make room for the stuff that does and so for me you it's really important to be sustainable so I want to be using cloth nappies and I'm willing to make the sort of time investment that they take but I know that I've made it easier for myself because I you through having less stuff I don't have to spend so much time doing other chores around the house so 
I don't have to you know, spend my days picking things up and tidying because firstly we have less stuff so there's less stuff to pick up um but it's just easier to kind of maintain that tidiness I mean I'm not a tidy person by any means but just having less stuff is kind of what works for me for kind of keeping the house tidy um, so things like you know, and we do like a toy rotation so at the end of the day you it takes me sort of five minutes at most to kind of clear away all the toys and put them back in their place because we don't ever have more than you know, a few toys out at once because they get rotated and so because I'm not spending the time doing that it means that I can spend the time that I would otherwise be you know doing those things that I can instead be um, you know, putting a load of laundry on or putting nappies on the dryer so that's kind of how we we make it work. I love your minimalist sort of approach. It it kind of it kind of segs into my next question really. Um, it does really speak to me. Like I'm also not that. I think I'm tidy, but my husband tells me I'm not tidy. I'm just very good at cleaning. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I'm very much the. There is a big difference between cleaning and tidying. Yeah. Um, I'm not a tidy person. I'm a clean person. You know, my house is clean, but that, it can often be very messy. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah, we sound the same. <laughs> um, so your decluttering ethos kind of speaks to my minimalist heart. Um, and I do get quite stressed out with the unnecessary stuff that I have everywhere. Mm. Um, do you think by using cloth nappies and all that sort of paraphernalia that comes with it um, isn't a very minimalistic choice? Um, I think it's an interesting question because I think that a lot of people have a... I suppose a, a preconception that minimalism is about having the least amount of stuff possible, which, and that's partly why I, I say I tend to talk about living intentionally because I feel mm. like it, it sums it up a lot better for me because it's not about having the least amount of stuff. Like I still have a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. I do have a lot of stuff. I probably have less than a lot of people, but I still have a lot of stuff, you know, I'm not like one of these minimalist nomads who live out of a bag, you know, like I still have lots of stuff. And as I say, so for me, it's about removing the things that you don't need because then you make room for the, the things that you do. And for me, you know, it's really important to be um, sustainable. And so cloth nappies feed into that. You know, as I said, I didn't, I don't like the idea of disposable nappies. They completely gross me out. <laughs> and I suppose, and, and the other thing about minimalism that's really important, that I think a lot of people forget because you do, I suppose, because a lot of people come into it by decluttering, they think about it in terms of getting rid of physical stuff. But actually a lot of minimalism is about creating space, not just physically, but also mentally. And so for me, uh, cloth nappies give me a lot of I suppose mental space in that they take away firstly the anxiety from you know putting things to landfill as you would be for disposables yep. they they're just more pleasurable to use so actually you know it makes that you know no one can say nappy changes are you know, a particularly enjoyable part of parenting but actually they they are quite enjoyable because they've got beautiful you know, patterns and you know, it's not someone that I well 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't dislike her, but you know, a lot of people talk about Marie Kondo and about her kind of philosophy of sparking joy. And I think that cloth nappies are something that sparks joy. So they're something that I'm willing to make space both, you know, physically and mentally for because the value I get from them is worth, you know, worth making room for the the bits that come with them. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it making mentally making space for them. Um, yeah. That's a really good point because I do enjoy nappy changes um, because I think because I enjoy my cloth nappies like I, I really yeah. like them. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. That's really interesting. I just think about the fact that, you know, I've got two drawers worth of stuff upstairs yeah. and then I've got wet bags and all that all that tackle that comes with it. And that takes up a lot of space like physically. But yeah, and I suppose, you know, the... <laughs> when you have children like you have to have stuff and partly I mean that's sort of partly why I set up my my blog to begin with was because a lot of people that I was friends with were kind of because I'd I'd sort of got into minimalism and they they always used to kind of give these kind of knowing looks of like just you wait you know when you have kids (laughs) you won't be able to be a minimalist and it's like well who says because you know actually when I go out with my changing bag I think I probably actually go out with a lot less stuff than my friends who are using disposables. And you talk about that mental space. So the one thing that I've noticed with cloth nappies is everything I go out with comes back with me. So yeah. I never have to be trying to find a, a nappy bin. You know, I don't have to take um, you, know, although we take wet bags, I don't have to take nappy sacks. You know, there, there are lots of things that, Although it feels, I think, to out, you know, if you've not used cloth nappies, it might feel like there's a lot. Actually, there doesn't have to be. And you, although I know we all kind of buy lots of lovely prints and wet bags in lovely prints, you, you don't you don't need those things. You can, you know, as long as you've got something to put your nappies in to take them home, that could be a carrier bag. It doesn't have to be yeah. a wet bag. It's just about, you know, keeping them in something until you can get them home and sort them ready for washing. Yeah, I think particularly going out, I hadn't really thought about it till you just said. Um, one thing I kind of dislike about cloth, if I'm allowed to even say that, <laughs> <laughs> is um, like the going out with stuff is, whereas because I this is my second child, my first was in disposables, I was very used to having a pre-packed bag where I'd keep a few yeah. nappies in there and some whites and some nappy sacks. So it was kind of ready to grab and go. But I don't like mm-hmm. doing that because I like to take my, say my wipes, I like to take them out wet. So I don't yeah. leave them in the bag, particularly at the moment as no one ever goes out anywhere. Um, so I always had to be really conscious of packing stuff before I leave the house. But yeah. then as you were talking then, I was thinking, but sometimes I would open the, the white pack in the changing room and realize there was one wipe left in there. Yeah. Which I don't get now because I've, I've took the time to pack before I go. So yeah, yeah I hadn't really thought about that until just. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's something that I noticed when, so when we were in those kind of first few weeks when God, it feels like a different world now when we were able to take our newborn baby out and you know just go places um but you would be surprised the number of changing facilities that don't have a bin like I you know I don't know I suppose maybe it's like a security thing for various places like stations and stuff I know that they're not really yeah. able to have bins and so then you've got this problem that you've got this, 
you know, I, I say, you, know, you of course you can take it home, but like you, you still have to have with a disposable, you know, disposable in a nappy sack that you've then got to, you know, carry around until you find a bin. Well, yeah, and actually, you know, if it's a dirty nappy, you shouldn't be doing that anyway because you're supposed to put the poo down the loo with a disposable. Yeah. People don't do it, but that's what you're supposed to do. So I think that you know the the kind of the difference between cloth and disposable is actually minimal in that sense. Yeah, I do wish they said on like disposable nappy packaging what you're supposed to do with solids because I think like when I speak to my friends that use disposables, they are totally unaware of that. And I was yeah. as a parent too. Um and yeah, I just think if they were made to put that on the packaging so people could responsibly dispose of things. Yeah, I think that I I actually think that quite a few companies do. I think that people just don't even look because oh why God, would you haven't looked? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know yeah, how to use okay. a nappy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's not something that, you know, I, I suppose it's a, a very unusual situation, but to give some credit to to the manufacturers of disposables, they probably do put it on the packaging, but people don't know about it. People don't get told that in like antenatal classes, you yeah. know, when you do the, here's how you put a nappy on a, a baby. And so people just, you know, put it in a, uh, you know, in, in a nappy bin and they're done with it and it's you know out of out of sight out of mind but you know, when people say like disposables are so much easier it's like well that's because you're not using them properly yeah <laughs> and, you know and I, I think that if we could actually get people to understand that then there might be less of this resistance towards cloth because you know if you're having to do it anyway then you may as well do it with a cloth nappy than with a disposable nappy yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to go check some packaging next time I go to the supermarket. Let's <laughs> have a look. Yeah. Um, so I am guilty of having too many nappies, um, which, as I said, can cause me a bit of stress um, around the just storage mm-hmm. for them and that. Um, what do you think a minimalist stash would look like? So I think it's different for everyone. And I think that there's no, you know, it's not like I can say you know, everyone needs to have 20 nappies or 10 nappies or you know 50 nappies it's about getting yourself to the place where you don't feel that stress you don't feel that anxiety like so for me I know so we've got a changing table um it's a chest of drawers all of our cloth nappies are in the top drawer if they don't all fit in that drawer I've got too many nappies you know, if I start having to you know have a stack of them on the shelf next to the changing table because they don't fit in the drawer that's going to cause me stress that means I've got too many nappies yeah and so it's about eliminating that kind of stress and anxiety and so you know what it looks like to you might be very different to what it looks like to me and you know that's okay it's say it's about finding that balance and also I think that like <laughs> what I found is that my kind of stash is in a a constant state of flux so you know we all have this where you know our babies as they grow they change size you know they kind of get you know get chubby and then they suddenly have a growth spurt and they suddenly you know go up in length and they're skinny again and you know different nappies fit better at different times different nappies work better for different purposes so although I have a lot of nappies and I've tried to you know stop you know I, I don't really buy any anymore a couple months ago my daughter started with childminder and we knew that the nappies we had 
so we had a lot that were poppers and we knew that we wanted to use velcro with childminder because we just thought that'd be easier so i did buy a couple new nappies that were velcro because although we you know we had enough we didn't have enough of the right type and so then there's been that kind of shift and and so i've taken out some of the ones with poppers and sold them and we've got more of the ones that have got velcro so to say it's not like there's some kind of you know special kind of number that you need to get to it's just about making it work for you and you know if if having you know 100 200 nappies is what works for you then that's fine you know if that like I know it wouldn't work for me but that's that's me and you're different and so it you know it's about finding what works for you yeah the thought of 100 nappies does make me quite nervous actually (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one thing I I put on Instagram is a couple of weeks ago where I sort of said, you know, did this? It was it was supposed to be lighthearted, and I think that people didn't really take it quite as lighthearted <laughs> as I'd meant it. But saying, you know, like stop buying cloth nappies, and it, I think I say some people got quite upset about that, and they tended to be people who had larger stashes because they were there was sort of you know people saying, well, you know who are you to tell me that I've got too too many nappies and you know I say I always say well you know it's about what what's right for you and if that's right for you then that's fine mm. for me you know this is sort of the other point that comes into I suppose minimalism and sustainability is around overconsumption. and so for me like I know that my I could never use 100 nappies I mean even now I've probably got about 30 nappies and we we do use all of them but there are definitely some that get used less less often and so I know that if I was going to kind of you know prune some out I know which ones I would but as they could because for me as soon as you start having lots of nappies that you don't use them all and they're just sat on the shelf you're actually losing the benefit, this kind of sustainability benefit. Yeah. That then it's sort of like, I know that that's not why everyone uses cloth nappies, but to me, yeah. it just seems sensible that, you know, you should, you know, it's a sustainable product. So you should use it sustainably. Yeah, true. And I guess that's the same for everything we, we own, like clothes or for example, mm-hmm. you should, you know, ideally wear them until they fall apart. Yeah, and that's something that I suppose is very important to me. And it comes back to that point in sort of being minimalist. Like I I sort of, again, you know, I've moved from when I first started kind of minimizing, I did um, a thing called Project 333, which is where you have, I think it's 33, I'm going to say (laughs) 33 (laughs) rather than 30. I always want to say it's 30, but I think it is 33. So 33 items of clothing for three months and you put all your other kind of clothes and accessories away and you don't touch them. You just go with the kind of the 33 items of clothing. And it's sort of really to teach you that you don't need as much as you think you do. Mm. And so like I've kind of moved past the sort of doing the very strict kind of 33 items of clothing. I now have slightly more than that, but I do have a a kind of capsule wardrobe. I very rarely buy any clothes. I try to wear them as much as possible because a lot of the clothes I have are, um, 
you I bought them years ago they are fast fashion I have real issues with fast fashion now now that I know more about kind yeah. of sustainability and the issues with the fast fashion industry but because I'm not buying clothes all the time when I do need to buy something I can you know invest in something that's more sustainably made that I know will last longer and so it it just kind of all feeds into this you know when you said uh, are cloth nappies a minimalist choice to me they are because it's buying one item that's going to last a long time that I can use again and again and again yeah. rather than buying you know I don't like they always give the statistics don't they for um you know how many cloth nappies uh, one child uh, sorry disposable nappies one child will use and it's you know four or five thousand mm. before they're potty trained so to me buying 30 nappies is a much more minimalist choice than yeah. buying, you know, 5,000 disposables. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. <laughs> How can I find your podcast? <laughs> so I am, um, right, so my Instagram is actually different to everything <laughs> else, just because people weren't reading it properly. So my website is www.aminimalismother.com and it's all just one word. Um, but for Instagram, it's at a.minimalist.mother. Um, and I am on TikTok, but I don't, I've only just really started using TikTok. Um, so <laughs> and I think I'm, I'd say I'm just at a minimalist mother. Um, and then uh, my podcast is the Intentional Mum podcast, which is on all kind of podcast providers. And I also have a Twitter um, account for the podcast, which is, I think it's the intentional month. (laughs) I only set it up recently, so I can't tell you if that's probably, it is the intentional month. (laughs) But yeah, so um, if you're on Twitter, then then give me a follow as well. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you ever so much for coming on today and for having me on your podcast too. Thank you. It's been really good. Yeah, it has. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this. Please remember to subscribe to my channel and leave a review. And if you know someone else that would find this content really interesting, then please feel free to share it with them as well.